Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. stirred my heart man they started playing that song it's his love man god's love is so good isn't it oh my 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 so glad to be with you here this morning it's an honor and a privilege and we're uh in our week two of our new series called prime the pump and so i'm excited to get into this and just the weeks ahead and as you heard also on the announcements next week's is next week is dad's day and so dads be sure to come if you've got a dad invite him here if you've got a grandfather invite him again we're just wanting to take the opportunity to bless the fathers and the grandfathers and just uh, begin to honor them in a big way amen but hey listen i also want to just make mention you might say hey i uh, see that your wife's not here uh what did you do did she make you sleep on the couch did she just no, no well, nothing i did no uh my daughter uh she got into some poison ivy and so it's all over her face and her face is all swollen up and so uh she's just looking looking kind of rough and feeling kind of rough and so uh she's home with the kids and i would have brought the other ones but i got growth track this afternoon and so uh, there was no way for them to get home and so the best thing i could do is duct tape them and put them in the office but i didn't want to do that so uh, i'm i'm uh, flying solo today listen it works try it once in a while you'll you'll find <laughs> use the low stick adhesive and then it don't hurt the skin when you pull the tape all right <laughs> <laughs> just messing with you uh too much information <laughs> child services call it on the pastor yeah so anyways we're into week number two of prime the pump and uh you see the example there on the screen of just the old relic water pump and once again if you've if you've ever went camping, if you've ever had exposure to one of those, uh, it is fun for a, a very short time to crank that thing and get some water out of it. You know, if you've got to live off that thing, it's a lot of work. But how many of you realize that if you've ever used that kind of pump, if you've been out there in the, the woods camping and you went to that spe- uh, specified area where they had the, the water, how many of you know that you didn't have to dig the well to get the water? The well was already dug, right? And so when it comes to us coming to God, God says that there is a well that is available where rivers are flowing and God has a surplus and a supply for us. But when it comes to that natural well, even though you didn't have to dig it, you have to do something to prime the pump or to actually draw the water out, right? And so as we see here, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to John chapter 7. John chapter 7, verse 37. Once again, this is the verse that we shared last week as a foundational text for this series. But once again, the Bible tells us that there are rivers, there are wells on the inside of us. In John chapter 7, verse 37 and 38, it says this. On the last day of the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers. Everybody say rivers. Rivers of living water. So the moment that you receive Christ, the Bible says that within you 
becomes a wellspring of rivers. Not just a river, but rivers. And rivers always produce life. Rivers always restore. Rivers always produce life wherever they go. And so God said that there are rivers on the inside of you, but just like that natural well that is tapped into a river deep down into the ground, it takes an effort, or at least in that case, to prime the pump and draw the water up. And God says there are rivers on the inside, rivers of life, but there are things that we must do in order to prime the pump or to get the waters flowing because they're in there. Amen? I said they're in there. The rivers of life, when you receive Christ, God put life and rivers on the inside. And therefore, we can purpose to draw these out. In Ezekiel chapter 47... In Ezekiel chapter 47, once again, we saw that these wells, or these rivers really, come from the very presence of God. And it says that they came from the temple, and the Bible tells us over in the New Testament that we are the temple of God. And so therefore, connecting the dots, it's the same flow, it's the same rivers of life that came from the very presence of God that are now coming out of us. Why? Because we are the temple of God and God himself comes and lives on the inside of us. Now it's important for us to begin to really paint the mental picture for us to be able to see it correctly. Because if I was to ask many of you, when you pray, where is your focus? When you think of God, where do you think of God being and where is he at? Where do you draw your attention? And many of us would say, well as I pray... I picture him way up in heaven. And I even kind of tilt my head upwards. And when I pray, I'm like, I'm praying up to God. As though he's somewhere or in heaven or sitting on the throne. But the Bible says when we receive Christ, God sends the spirit of God. And he makes us his temple. And he comes and dwells on the inside of us. So therefore, he is not far off. He is as close as the mention of his name. He's right in us. These rivers that are coming, and God actually said, these rivers produce health and healing. These rivers produce provision and protection and prosperity and deliverance for those that would draw from those wells. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 and 16, once again, just to bear reference to what we shared last week, it says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, But in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Verse 16, it says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So once again, we saw that the well springs or the rivers come from the temple of God or the presence of God. But we also see that the presence of God is now on the inside of us as believers. And the Bible says that those rivers became available the moment that you received Christ. How many of you realize that there was a time that you were apart from Christ? You were asleep, if you will. But when you heard of God's love and God's grace and God's mercy, you received that grace and you became alive. You became awake. And those rivers, once again, came and dwelt on the inside. But let's... Bring a, again, a a mental picture, if you will, to kind of bring some clarity. So for just a moment, let me help 
draw your attention to some specific things that will help us as we move forward talking about these rivers. From a natural perspective, let me just ask this. How many of you can appreciate a salsa? Anybody like salsa? How many of you like a good salsa? Oh, man, a good salsa is hard to come by. You might like a spicy, you might like a little bit mild, but you like salsa. How many of you like spaghetti? How many of you like a good spaghetti sauce? Whew, come on. It might be a meat sauce, it might be a marinara, but, man, you just like a good sauce, right? How many of you like ketchup on your hot dogs? Relish? But how many of you, ketchup people, raise your hand. Come on. Got some ketchup people? All right, so... Some of you said, I like ketchup on my hot dog. Some of you said, I can appreciate a good salsa. Some of you say, I really like a good spaghetti sauce. Well, as we begin to talk about those, you might say, I'm a Huntsman. And you might say, I'm a Heinz 57 kind of guy. When it comes to ketchup, I like the sweetness of Hunts. And you might say, well, Heinz is better. So you might start to identify the flavor or the taste or the sweetness of one ketchup versus another. Or you might say, you know what, when it comes to salsa, I like a chunky salsa with lots of cilantro. And you're like, no, I like it a little bit smoother, but it's got to be hot and spicy. Or you might be talking about that spaghetti sauce and you might be saying, man, I like a good spaghetti sauce that's got some garlic, man, loaded with garlic. It's got some oregano. It's in there, right? And everything that you're talking about, the ketchup, the salsa, the spaghetti sauce, and all those ingredients are just natural things that make it taste a certain way. But if we bring it to its common denominator, what are we talking about? Tomatoes. That's all we're talking about. If we bring it to the common denominator of all those things, you can talk about all the natural things that you put in it to make it taste a certain way. But when we get right down to the very core root of what it is, we're talking about tomatoes. So now, with that example, just give me just a minute. The Bible says that Jesus can sympathize with our weakness. Yet he was tempted but without sin. The first flow of river or the first thing that the river begins to bring to life are those things that were spiritually dead. Okay? Now here's what ends up happening many times in church and some of the things that us pastors wrestle with at different times is that many times when we start to minister, when we share some things Oftentimes what we do is we bring it down to a common denominator of natural things. We simplify things and we bring it to the natural side of man. So that we can all relate in what we're talking about. And at best what we end up doing oftentimes is give you a reader digest kind of message. We might give you a motivational talk that inspires you emotionally. But it does nothing To bring alive or stir the rivers on the inside. And therefore we leave church only addressing the natural side of man. 
and therefore we don't see any real life change or things that become alive or things that seem as though they're dead becoming alive and looking different in our lives. Rather than getting to the core root of what is really so or who we really are. Because you see, natural things can never change spiritual things. Never. But spiritual things will always change natural things. And so as I said, many times what we see churches becoming is just simply try to motivate people emotionally, but it doesn't change anybody spiritually. But God says there is something of a common core of who you are, and it's spiritual. Meaning, you are a spirit. And so I can talk to you all day long about the natural things. I can talk to you about your attitude. I can talk to you about your habits. I can talk to you about the the goofy things that we do as people and say, let's change those things. But if we never address the heart of the issue, the spiritual things of man, the natural things just kind of consistently be what they are. Are you tracking with me this morning? So as we begin to talk about this, I want us to understand that when we begin to talk about the rivers on the inside, we're talking about spiritual things. And if you'll stick with us, if you'll track with us, you'll begin to find as we put the dots or connect the dots together, that life begins to change because we're growing spiritually. Once again, natural things will never change, fix, or help you grow spiritually But spiritual things will help you grow, change, fix, and grow naturally speaking. Amen? So let's purpose to really focus in on what we're needing to focus in. And that is the heart of a man. The heart of an individual. And so as we see this here, the source of the rivers that we're speaking of that are on the inside of us believers or are available to those who are apart from God, those rivers begin from the presence of God. And those rivers are always moving. Again, spiritually speaking. What makes the rivers move? It is a spiritual force. It is a spiritual power. And it is the force or the power of love. Did you hear me? There is a spiritual force and power that comes from the very heart of God. And it is the spiritual force called love. And love flows from heaven and came down in the natural form of a man. But it was a spiritual substitution that allowed you to come into a relationship with God. Amen. Are you here? God says, I want you to know me. I want you to to know my love. I want you to know this power that can change your life. And out of your heart can flow the very love of God. In fact, it says this over in Romans chapter 5, verse 5. It says it's the love of God or the love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Come on, it's been poured in there. If you're a child of God, if you said, God, forgive me, Jesus, come into my heart. The moment that Jesus came into your heart, God says, I'm pouring in love. And the love is the spiritual force or power of who God is. Amen. 
It's in there. Love is in there. And it was done by the Holy Spirit. But the Bible tells us this, that the Holy Spirit is a teacher. He's a helper. So that tells me that the Holy Spirit can begin to teach me about this river of love, this power that is on the inside that has the ability to change things, fix things, bring to life things in my life. We need to have a better understanding of God's love. We need to have a better understanding of how to cooperate with that love. Oftentimes we throw it around too casually. I love God and I know God loves me. Right? Don't we come to church with that attitude? Yeah, I know God loves me. That's why I'm here. Listen, if we really knew... Now listen, this isn't me being hard. If we really knew how much God loves us, you would try to find yourself in church every time the doors were open. It's just the reality. If we really knew how much God loves us, our... Bibles wouldn't just be something that is decoration on our coffee table that we have to dust. It would actually be something that we just couldn't wait to read. Amen? You know, one of the things that I've been purposing to do on a daily basis is read Proverbs. And once I get to the end of the chapter at the end of the month, I'll read it over again. And it talks about wisdom, and wisdom is the Holy Spirit. But if love is is generated by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says this, that the Holy Spirit is ever waiting for us everywhere that we go. You wake up in the morning, wisdom is waiting. You begin to leave your house, wisdom's waiting at the door. You get into your car, wisdom or the Holy Spirit's waiting. You get to your job, wisdom or the Holy Spirit's waiting. So that tells me every time I get up, wherever the Holy Spirit is, there's God's love. Oh man, I wake up, ah, God's love. I get ready to leave the house. Oh, just experience God's love there. Woo. I get into my car. Wow, wow, the love of God is in my car. I get to work. Wow, the love of God. I mean, you talk about enjoying what you do. Oh, I can't wait to get to work because I can't wait for the day to get over. Listen, if you begin to experience the love of God, you would love going to work. You love going to church. You love hanging out with your family. Well, if you knew my family, you wouldn't like hanging out with them. Listen, if you knew what the love of God or the power of the love of God and the ability that has to change and bring life, you would love being around your family. Even the ones that you can't stand. Because the love of God in you, the spiritual force in you, would begin to create a change. Amen. I'm telling you. There's a force on the inside of you, a power. There is a river of life that is coming out of you. And whether you're aware of it or not, or whether you're saying, well, I've got to just be in my own church when that happens. No, it can be flowing everywhere that you go. There is a supply everywhere that you go. I I think I've shared this with you before. But just to share the power and the love of God, how much God loves people. I, I had a friend, this was in Oklahoma, They went downtown Tulsa just looking for people to witness to, just share the love of God with. And they had parked down a back alley. And as they were walking back to their car, there was was two of them. They began to notice that there were three guys following them. It's like, "Uh uh-oh. And so these guys started getting real close and got to where they were and got to where their car was. And these men that were following these two friends of mine got between them and the car. So it's my friends, their car over there, and the three guys that are opposing them. Like, well, 
great opportunity to allow the love of God just to love on these guys right now. Now, they're looking to love on them in a whole different way. They're looking to uh, inflict bodily harm to them. But all of a sudden, as these two men that were out sharing the love of God said, Well, God, here's a great opportunity for you to show up. All of a sudden, the power and the love of God showed up, and it slammed those guys up against the car and pinned them up against the car. They're trying to get up off the car, and they can't get off the car because there's an unseen spiritual force holding them on the car. And they're like, what you going to do now? And so as they're stuck to the car, they just began to tell them about Jesus. Here these guys were looking to hurt or inflict harm on them. Now they're being preached to. Well, they felt, well, we're stuck to a car. There's, we, we better listen to what they're saying. At the end of the, the little sermonette, they decided, well, might as well give our hearts to Jesus. They gave their hearts to Jesus, got filled with the Holy Spirit right there on the spot. Why? Because of the power, the force of love on the inside of individuals that were willing to not let fear dominate them, but let the love of God flow through them. Amen. Come on, don't ever think that what's on the inside of you is just for you. It's not just for you. It's to flow through you. Rivers always move. Amen. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. There are things that move in you that aren't real pretty sometimes. <laughs> you know what? I'm a pastor and I have to... Jesus said he was tempted just like you, but without sin. So he was tempted to get angry. My pool filter died two days ago. So my wife, she was running errands yesterday. She says, I'll go pick up the pool filter... So I sent her a picture. I showed it to her. She goes to the pool place. They give her whatever. She comes back with the wrong pool filter. And I'm like, fuming. <laughs> I'm like, really? I sent you a picture. There's a picture right there. And I gave you specific written texted examples. And, you know, I gave you the details. And so I'm hot. And so I'm driving back out to the pool place. And it's out in Burton. I live out towards Clio. I mean, I'm just hot. Well, then there's just some bozo on the front side of me that's just driving two miles an hour. I mean, I'm already fuming. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm telling you, I had to let the love of God flow because there was something else trying to flow. You know what I mean? And you'll have every opportunity to choose what river you step into. Because you've got the river of love on the inside of you. But whether or not you choose to give place to that in your life. Because the Bible says there is a way that seems right to a man. But the end thereof leads to destruction. You've got to be aware of the rivers that you get into. Because there's things that start taking you in the current of whatever they are. And if you're just spiritually asleep. You might find yourself getting down the road and thinking, how did I get here? Because where this river left, led me is to a stagnant pool and there's nothing but death and stench here and I am not liking what I'm seeing. But the enemy is real good at duping us and leading us off course. But when you begin to allow the Spirit of God to stir on the inside of you, when you begin to prime the pump, 
and allow the love of God to come out of you, you can't get off course because you follow life. You follow the Spirit of God. Amen? You doing all right this morning? As I said, we need to understand the love of God. It flows from heaven. And as I said, Jesus was the manifestation of that love, but that love is now on the inside of us. And that river should be moving. Now, one of the ways that you can purpose to stir up that river is just do it by prayer. Just to spend time talking with God. Here's the difference of coming to worship or coming to church on a Sunday morning. If you're a person that understands prayer or gives yourself to prayer or purpose to pray, worship or this time of singing is not just entertainment, it's an expression of your heart. You spending time worshiping God is really an extension of your prayer. In fact, for that matter, do you realize that this Bible is God speaking to you? And for whatever reason, we, we break it down into segments. We, we break it down into, well, reading my Bible and praying. Reading my Bible and then I'm praying. Well, I just don't get this and it just seems like it's difficult. So I'll, I'll set that over there. God, I'll just pray. Well, now all of a sudden, prayer becomes lifeless and God, I'll just quit prayer altogether. No. As we put them together, God begins to speak to me through the Word of God. In fact, somebody was just sharing with my wife just the other day. They they were saying, I've been purposing to get into the Word of God and praying to God about some things. And I'm surprised that as I begin to read, all of a sudden, God leads me over here. And as I start to read that there, it ties in with what I read over there. And then all of a sudden, God leads me over here. And it, it ties in and it makes sense. And all of a sudden, I'm seeing things from a whole different perspective because everything that I'm reading is starting to make sense and tied together from dot to dot. What is that? That's fellowship. Spending time fellowshipping, communicating, or God communicating with you is just as much prayer, if you will, in your Bible as it is spending time just talking to God vertically as well. They go hand in hand. Amen? Now, why did I say that? Because, again, there's a difference when you come to church, when it comes to having a time of praise and worship. You might just be sitting there thinking, well, praise the Lord. Well, I've heard that song before. Yep, they're about done with that one. And I think they got one more. Well, praise the Lord. And then I can sit down. <laughs> when, you, when you're like that, what, what it, that means that you don't understand the flow or the river that's flowing. Because when you really begin to worship and allow them to lead us in worship and allow them, what they're doing is they're leading us and they're taking us to the river. They're saying, come on, get in and flow with us. Let the current take you somewhere. And if you'll allow yourself to hook up, you'll find that praise and worship on a Sunday morning, in fact, I realize that there's many people here that they're like, oh dear God, we got four songs. I wish they'd just shut up. Oh my goodness. But I'm telling you what, everything within me, for me, I'm just talking about me, selfishly, I wanted to tell Jacqueline, sing that song again. Let's do it again. And just when they were, they were playing that song, the love of God during offering, it was stirring in me again. I'm like, oh, 
Let's just go praise and worship God again. That was what was in me. Why? Because there was something stirring on the inside that just wanted a fellowship with God. Amen. And the more that you give place to the love of God on the inside, the flowing of that river, you find yourself falling more in love with Him because it's becoming real. Amen? 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4. Verse 8, it says this. I believe this is from the Message Bible. It says, Love forgives and disregards the offense of others. Love forgives and disregards the offense of others. Now, there's a lot of things that I've shared with you this morning that just weren't in my notes. And so I'm just trusting that God's speaking to us where we're at this morning. That God knows what we need to hear. He says, the love of God, as it moves this river of God's love on the inside of us, it says that it forgives and disregards offenses. Did you realize that the love of God forgave you and disregarded your offense? God looks at you as being as clean as a whistle. Having no past. But if it's working through you. The same love allows you to be a conduit of that same thing. I saw a documentary. Oh this was just maybe about a month ago. And, and I like National Geographic. My wife says you're just such a weirdo. You could sit there and watch animals all day long. I could. I just like that stuff. You know watching National Geographic. The animals and uh, you know the, the wildlife and just. The rivers and mountains. I mean, I just love that kind of stuff. And so I was watching this documentary the other day. And it was a particular dam that they were actually de- uh, demolishing or, or taking down. I believe it was the, the power source of maybe a mine that was there. But the mine was no longer operational. And so as a result, they had built this dam in a river. And it created this huge, ginormous lake. But now they wanted to restore the the landscape to its original landscape. And so one of the things that they did, they said, now this this dam has been here for so many decades that the soot and all the stuff that is now in the lake, that if we were to blow up the dam, all the soot would clog up the flow and it would still not be what we need it to be. So what they did is they started to dig underneath of the dam. They started to uh, dig this ginormous cavern to where they got to the place where it was just almost to where the waterbed was. And what they were going to do as they dug this big hole under the dam, just on the other side of all the water, they said, we're going to put all these explosive charges in there and we're going to blow a hole and the pressure from the lake is going to push through this hole that we just dug and it's going to force all the soot to come out. First, and therefore it will create a clean path for the water to flow. And so they showed it just weeks on end, digging this huge, ginormous hole in the ground. And then they're standing up on the rock side, videotaping it. They're counting down. The charges go off. And when the water from the lake comes gushing through this hole that they dug, it was such a ginormous flow of water that probably shot about a quarter of a mile. 
there was so much force and it was blowing down the riverbank and all it was was black, nasty soot. And it did that for a, a couple days until the lake dissipated. What does the love of God do? It totally eradicates and blows away everything that ever separates you from God. And when it blows, it takes all the soot of the past. All the stuff of the past that has settled down year after year after year. And has just got all gunked up on the inside of you. When the flow starts to take place, the force of God, the love of God, the power of God, the river that flows cleans you out from top to bottom, inside and out, and there is no residue of the past. There is no soot. You are fresh on the inside. Brand new. I said you have no past. You hear this oftentimes, people say, I'm so worried about sins that I may have committed that I don't even know. Am I all right with God? The moment that you ask Jesus into your heart, everything from that day backwards is gone. There's no more past. There's no more mistake. There's no more mess up. There is no evidence of sin. There is no evidence of your past life. It's brand new in God. Now, from that day on, if there's been some mistakes, we confess our sins. And God makes it fresh again. No more past. Are you here this morning? We're going to talk about that a little bit more. How do we stir? How do we prime the pump and allow ourselves to truly experience the love of God? Amen. We'll pick up next week or when we come back to it. I think next week's Father's Day, right? All right, let's stand. Praise God. Say this with me. Say, I'm loved by God. I'm special. I'm important to God. I have no past. It's forgiven. It's done away with. There is no evidence. I'm free. I'm loved by God. There's a spiritual force in me to change my life, make it new, and to help others. Amen. That's what's on the inside of you. Amen. Praise God. I'm believing for a, an awakening during these summer months. I, I know that there's people that are just, they're hungry for God. And just as we close, I want to just admonish you. If you can come on Sunday mornings, don't miss a Sunday morning. Don't let the Saturday night sluggish feeling come on you and say, well, I just won't go. No, stir up the river on the inside of you. Come to church. Wednesday nights for the summer are changing. And I've admonished many of you to come on out. I want to encourage you. If you can make Wednesday nights, come. I admonish you. Try to make it every Wednesday night. Because Wednesday night is going to look different than it does on a Sunday morning. We're going places. We're experiencing God in new ways. And if you desire to know God more, 
I want to give you that opportunity. GVC wants to give you that opportunity. Let's do life together and let's let's go after God and experience Him. Amen. With every head bowed and every eye closed. I just want to pray for you this morning. There may be those that are here this morning that you say, I've been feeling sluggish. I feel like I've been a million miles away from God. I feel like it's always just having to start over. No, it's not starting over. It's just picking up from the last time you were and just keep moving forward. There is no guilt, no shame with God. Remember, there is no past. Every day is a fresh start. So if you're here this morning and you're feeling just the weight and the condemnation of just the past, know this, it's not from God. God is never condemning you, but He's always drawing you closer to Him. So I'm just going to pray for you. And if this prayer just resonates with you, you just hook up with it, grab hold of it, make it your own. And we're going to move forward. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every individual that's under the sound of my voice, those that might be watching online. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you are stirring our spirits on the inside of us. You're removing the cobwebs. You're sweeping the dark closet spaces of our of our hearts God you're, you're drawing us closer to you I thank you Father that you're renewing our minds you're causing us to come to know you even more and God we just repent from everything and anything that has hindered us from you and as we ask for forgiveness right now God you restore us brand new it doesn't matter what the past was it don't matter what last week was God right now as we say God forgive us Come into our hearts. Be fresh and new right now, this moment, in this time. God, I thank you that it's a brand new day. Oh, God, we thank you. So, God, I pray right now that you're stirring an awareness and causing us to become more awake and alive than ever before. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. take a look at all of our social media sites which can be found at our website gvchurch.tv we know that today's message has been a blessing to you thanks for listening we are genesee valley church loving god loving people and loving life